Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of My Naked Mindset. I'm your host, Janae Ledger. This is episode number 58. Thank you for listening and tuning in today. I have a special guest that will be with me very shortly, but just a few little tidbits that I want to recommend. I feel like I haven't done a wreck in a little bit, so I'm like, you know what? I think today's the day. And I am recording this in uh, April 18th, so it's a little early. I know this will be releasing in May, but two wrecks for you guys today. So on Netflix, I know it's super popular right now, but the show called The Ultimatum. It is such a crazy show. It is, I can't even, like, the, the way that this show is, is literally insane. So it's basically six couples, they go on the show, um, you know, with their partner, and they decide, you know, they're giving their partner an ultimatum, meaning, you know, one person wants to get married or have kids, and the other person does not. So they're basically telling them, okay, if it's, if this, you know, if you don't change your mind or something doesn't change, like, this is not going to work. So they all go on the show, and then they actually can date each other. So it's crazy because some people that, you know, they want to get married, other people on the show also gave their partner an ultimatum, so then they might want to, you know, get together. So then they have to choose, do they want to, you know, stay with their partner or live with someone for three weeks? the new partner. And then they kind of have to decide at the end, do they want to stay with their partner or, you know, get with someone else? So it's wild, wild show. Highly recommend it. You know me and my dating shows. Love them. Um, It's also Nick and Vanessa Lachey's show. And they also did Love is Blind. So I'm like, are they just going to keep on creating like these dating shows? I mean, I'm here for it. But I'm also like, wow, guys, like you're just well-rounding yourselves with all these crazy dating shows. Okay, and then my other recommendation, if you are a peanut butter lover, you need to get Nutter Butter cookies, but you have to get the double stuffed ones because they're so fucking good. I am on a Nutter Butter kick right now. I literally, I think me and Tyler buy them like once a week now because I just, I can't get enough of them. They're so good. It's almost like a double stuff Oreo kind of, but like obviously peanut butter. But if you also have never had them in your life, you need to run to the store right now and buy them because they are unbelievably good. And I just had two of them. So my sweet tooth is happy. Having a sweet tooth is honestly... A blessing and a curse. Mostly a curse, though, because it's really annoying. Like, I I saw this TikTok the other day, and it was this woman, and she was saying how I don't want to choose that I eat a bag of chips, and then I have to have a chocolate chip cookie at the end. Like, it's my sweet tooth, and it's literally, she says that it's like, um, she says it's basically like a health condition, and it really does. Like, I didn't choose to have a sweet tooth, but it's so crazy. Like, every single meal I just crave chocolate after. Every single one, no matter what it is. I guess breakfast I sometimes don't, but, like, I sometimes do. It's crazy. Like, I just ate my dinner in the middle a little bit. I was like, wow, I cannot wait to have another butter cookie. And if you are a 90s or older, that sounds really weird, You know the song, have another Nutter Butter peanut butter sandwich cookie. That's like from a commercial. 
Anyways, I'm going to get off of my freaking tangent about Nutter Butters, but highly recommend go get them. Watch the ultimatum. Let me know what you think. I definitely want to do more recommendations. So, you know, if you have a recommendation that I should try, let your girl know and I'll uh, chat about it on the podcast. But without further ado, here's a special guest. Enjoy. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I have a very special guest today. She is an online health coach, in-home personal trainer, dog mom, wife, and a college-level teaching assistant. Everyone, please welcome Jazz to the show. Hello. (laughs) I'm Jazz. Nice to meet you all. Um, Yeah, just like uh, she said there, like I'm a health coach, personal trainer, um, I'm housewife, uh, dog mom kind of do it all I guess (laughs) I love it I love it I'm so excited to chat with you today and just hear all about your experiences and some stories and you know things that you've been through Uh, but I always like to just start out with like you know how you got into teaching and you know kind of in the health space or fitness space I guess you could say like what kind of got you interested in in that Yeah. So, um, it's actually kind of a weird story how I got into it. So, uh, my parents actually went on a month long vacation to Australia and New Zealand and Fiji and left me behind. And I was in grade 10 and, um, my, what I thought was a long-term boyfriend, uh, broke up with me at the time. (laughs) So I didn't have anything to do. So, um, my parents bought me a gym membership for that. And yeah, that's pretty much how it started. I lost a bit of weight, started to feel pretty good about myself. And then that's pretty much where the passion came from. (laughs) Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. So that kind of got you the membership just to kind of keep busy, like while they were away. Yeah, because I still couldn't drive anywhere, so I couldn't even go to work because I lived um, like 20 minutes from work, so they always had to drive me, so um, I could just bike to the gym, so it was just something to keep me busy in the summertime, so it worked wow. out pretty good. That's so interesting. I, I kind of like that story, though. It's Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And you have two dogs, you said. Yeah, yeah. I have a corgi um, who is a year and a half, um, Zoe. Oh and then I have a lab mix. So she's a black lab and she'll be four in November. Oh my God. I love it. Corgis are so, I, I mean, how can you not love a corgi? Honestly? I know like just staring at her and just watching her move. It's just the funniest like thing ever. She's so snuggly too. And she's adorable. <laughs> I love dogs. So I actually recently got a dog in December. And so it has been like, literally the best I can't even like I had always wanted a dog like the last like four years I grew up with one and I was just like I I can't even fathom like what it would be like to not have her around the house like it's just incredible I never really truly understood what it was like to like own your own dog because like you know when your parents have a dog it's kind of different right because it's like the family dog but like when you own a dog it's it really is the best. I, I'm so in love with my dog. It's, it's crazy, but like they're part of the family, you know, they They, really are. Yeah. They really are just, they make you so happy. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's another good thing about 
dogs is like the the mental health aspect like when I see my dogs I'm not or my dog I should say they literally just put a smile on your face you know they really they do magical things I feel like They they really do they really do that's awesome and then I know you said you met your husband in high school too yeah, yeah. So um, I met him in 2011, uh, actually at his um, prom party. <laughs> oh my and, gosh. Yeah, it was interesting. So my friend um, was dating, or it still is dating, actually, um, his friend, and they kind of got us together, and we've just been inseparable since. So. <laughs> Wow. So you guys have been together for a long time. Yeah. June will be 12 years. Wow. That's amazing. That is a long, that's a long relationship. Like, I know it's pretty crazy when I think about it. (laughs) And I love that. I think it's so fun when people meet through like mutual friends, because obviously like, you know, your friend knew your, your husband and like, they were like, you know what? I think that these two would be good together. I love that. That's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a nice story. Um, so for my listeners, we're going to be getting into some like, you know, mental health and some trauma and just like kind of hearing Jazz's story. Um, so let's kind of get into a little bit of, you know, your your past and your story. Um, so if you want to just start out by, I know, wherever you want to start out, I guess. Sure, sure. Um So I'll probably start off with one thing and then it'll probably go back into my childhood. Um, So for me, my biggest, biggest life trauma was the death of my sister. So she was three years older than me. Uh, I was 20, just graduated college, just kind of getting my life in order, really. And we were really close. She did live far away. We always talked to the time. Uh, I guess at the time it would have been Skype was the big platform that we used all the time. She was like my go-to person for so many different things. And she passed away tragically in a house fire where uh, she was living. So that was, it was life-changing. Like it was one of the hardest moments in my entire, entire life. Um, And I always say like two of the hardest things that I ever had to do was um, hearing about my sister's death. And the second hardest thing that I ever had to do was to put her ashes into the ground. So I carried her ashes from the funeral home over to the cemetery. And it was, it was so hard to let go because that was, that was truly the moment when, you know, she, she's gone, she's gone. Um, And then kind of going with that. So I actually had another sister. I never met her. She was a stillborn. She was before uh, my sister that passed in the fire, Shermaine. Um, So Candace was a stillborn, but they were actually buried together. So for the longest time, I never really thought that I had two sisters because I never met her. Like I didn't, um, like I had no connection to her, but once they were buried together, it's like, I have two sisters, like this is real, like they're both gone. Um, that was really hard. So that was back in 2010, um, 20, no, sorry, 2013. I don't even know what year anything is. Um, that was in 2013. And then I went to work after about 
four weeks, I went back to work, which looking back at it now was a huge mistake. Um, I pretty much went back because I, I just wanted to numb the pain. Like I was in so much pain. I just wanted to numb it. Um, I, in 2015, I even got into running and did my first 10K and a half marathon just to kind of numb the pain. Like I was living alone at the time. So it was just something to keep me occupied. Um, and then 2016 was, was really when my eyes really opened up to how bad my depression and anxiety was that I never really thought that I ever had before. So, um, I had a full-time job at a fitness center and my boss pulled me into her office and we had a chat and she said that like, I'm going downhill, like things are, things are just happening and not in the right path. So I pretty much balled in her office and I appreciated the talk that she gave to me. And I, I just cried like nonstop. And then I just really thought about you know what, I, I'm really going down a very destructive path. Like my career's on the line at this point. So it was, it was a really hard, a hard step to go to the doctor and say, I need help bawling in their office saying, I want, I want to die. I want to kill myself. Like I can't live like this anymore. Like it was so hard to say that to another human, I never even told my husband that I felt like that until 2018. So it was a long time. And like, I've been with him for 12 years. So all that time, like I just hit every single emotion inside. And then 2016, it it just blew up and I I couldn't take any of it anymore. So uh, at that time, my doctor diagnosed me with severe depression and put me on antidepressants, which I've never been on before at that time. And then they also put me on stress leave for six weeks. So I also had two jobs at that time. So I only went on stress leave from one of the jobs and I worked at the other job because I needed money. I still needed money. Um, Unemployment income. I didn't really think about that at the time or know it was a thing. So I didn't know I could get that kind of help either. So after six weeks, I went back. He said that I I, should, I really should have stayed off longer, but I went against doctor's orders and I went back to work all for the financial aspect because I couldn't afford to stay off, which looking back now, it's just, it's just crazy that it came to that point that I put money over my own health because mm-hmm. nowadays I'm doing like the complete opposite almost. So, um, So also at that time, I got my first therapist, which was a super hard, eye-opening experience for me. So I, like I said, like I never even told my husband all of this. And all of a sudden I have to go and I have to talk to a stranger about my childhood, my sister's death fact that I want to kill myself, the fact that like, there's so many things going on that are just out of my control. So I never realized so many different things. So anytime my husband wasn't around, so he was moved out at that time. Um, I was buying takeout. I was binge eating. I was eating like bags of chips in bed, crying myself to sleep almost every night when he wasn't around. 
Uh, I hid so much from him. I started to gain weights, like antidepressants didn't really help. Like I was still having those thoughts. And then it also led me to kind of like a realization of my childhood. So um, from discussing all of this with my therapist that growing up, um, I was emotionally and physically abused as a child, uh, more so emotionally abused. Um, there's just so many things that I blocked out of my life. And since I talked to a therapist about all of it and all my therapists that I've had since then, they've all said the exact same thing that it, a huge part of it was emotional abuse and just constant yelling, like just not a supportive environment to live in. Um, and my sister had it too. And one of the things my parents always said was once you're 18, you're out of this house, you're not coming back. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what happened to my sister. She, she got pushed so far away that she never wanted to come back. So she moved eight hours away so that she wouldn't have to, because anytime she did come back, it would just be an argument with my mom um, because we needed help. We were college students. We're young adults. We're not on our feet yet. And we can barely pay our rent. We need support. We need help from the people we thought should be doing that for us until we find our, our path. So yeah. So like it was just so much emotional abuse and there was some physical abuse to the point where um, child services was actually called and the cops were called. Um, and we were not taken away. We were not taken away because my mom said to both of us, do you want to go live somewhere else? And being like eight and 10 years old, like, we don't really know what that means. Like, of course, I don't want to go live right. somewhere else. What are you talking about? Right. Yeah. So it was like that kind of like manipulation that we also dealt with too. So it never, we never got taken away. Problems never got resolved. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just so many different things from childhood that I, I really blocked out of my life. And then once I went to therapy, and started talking about all of it. It's just like, holy crap. Like I have dealt with so much and something my, my counselor always says to me is she says, you've been through more trauma than the average human. You right. have been through so much and you are still here. Um, so that is something to be so proud of that you have survived this long. And it's true. Like, I feel like so many times I'm just in a battle, whether it's with myself or something else going on with my life. I feel like I'm just in this constant fight for my life, really. So, um, yeah. So then uh, moving forward to 2018, um, I got off antidepressants. I wasn't ready for them, but I couldn't afford them. They were too expensive for me. I couldn't afford them. I really wish I did stay on them, but unfortunately I just wasn't able to, I, I couldn't afford it at that time. I had three jobs and they still were all part-time. I still was barely making ends meet. So I had to make that sacrifice and it was ultimately a mistake that I learned. I learned the very hard way um, because I did fall back into 
a really bad path again. Um, so moving forward, 2020 was COVID, right. <laughs> as everybody knows. So um, we were actually supposed to be getting married in June of 2020, oh. which we actually did get married, just a small ceremony because um, that was our 10-year anniversary and we didn't want to give up that date. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but along with it, it brought so much stress, um, so much stress that I, I I really was in a bad place again. And I still didn't reach out for help. I just went to counseling and like that, that was all we we're going to do, but I didn't go on medication or anything. And then um, later that year, we started trying for a baby and till this day, we are still trying for a baby. So next year or next month will be a year and a half of trying. So that took a huge, a huge toll on my mental health. Um, all my friends have babies and or are pregnant. So being around all of them was, was extremely hard to be happy for them. And it felt like I was being so selfish to feel like that around people who are going through this amazing life event. Um, and every month it just got so hard to the point where I was back in that, that really dark hole, like when my sister passed that I just felt I, I couldn't get out of, I couldn't escape it. Um, so then this year I actually went to the doctor and I went back on medication. Um, and I also went on stress leave as well too. Um, during stress leave, we actually went on our honeymoon finally after two years. <laughs> um, and I just so noticed that. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just noticed that near the end of our honeymoon, my anxiety started to skyrocket again. And I was starting to have panic attacks. Like I couldn't breathe. My chest was getting tighter. And I've always had that feeling like I, I can't breathe. My chest is super tight. And I was shaking. Like I couldn't stop shaking my legs, my arms, because all I could think about was going back to a job that I hated and to a job that really made my depression and my anxiety a lot worse. Um, so I quit the office job that I was at Good there. You. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. So I just said, that, but it's like, you have to do it for your mental health. Like you're just saying, yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, it's so important as much as it sucks and it's hard to quit something. It's like, if it's taking a toll on you and you're just miserable, you know, waking up every day and going, it's like, it's worth it to just be like, you know what, this is not right for me. And I need to put my, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like when I was fresh from college, I used to work 60 to 80 hours a week, which like looking back, like I, it's just mind blowing. I don't know how I had that much time. I don't know how I did anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I promised myself I would never do that. And then, just after going back on antidepressants and seeing how suicidal I was just a few months ago, again, I just said that that's it. That's the last straw. Like I cannot be at another job that ruins my mental health because if it does, I'm not going to be here anymore. And 
my husband needs me. My husband needs me and I want to be there for him. I want to be supporting him 100%. And I would never want to do that to him because I know it would just obviously absolutely just crush him. So I made the decision and he's super supportive of it. He's got a really great job where I am allowed and able to at home and work on my business and work on my mental health and just getting to a place where I'm thriving again. Um, Because I just felt like I was constantly in survival mode, like my entire life almost like, and that's exhausting. That's really, yeah. Yeah. And I just felt like I'm, I was constantly burnt out. Like I'm constantly depressed. I'm constantly suicidal, constantly anxious, like all these things. And like, I just need to learn how to start to thrive again, instead of just focusing on surviving. And it hasn't been an easy road the last few months, but it has been very rewarding for myself and my husband. And we are both in such a better place because I was able to do that and just really dive into my mental health and focus on myself for what feels like the first time ever. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Well, first of all, your story, I mean, just hearing as much as you've said is, is so it's, it's a lot, but it's also just, it's your story. It's your own unique story. And you've clearly been through so, so much. And I, I just want to like give you a hug across the computer because like, I'm sure it's not easy to talk about. And I'm thank thank you so much for being so vulnerable and sharing your story. Um, but just, I, I mean, I won't get into all of my details, but I've definitely experienced, you know, Anxiety is obviously one thing, but depression and suicide is also a very, very, very hard thing to, you know, go through and, and just be in. It's like the headspace and it's, and having anxiety and depression is also like hard at, at points because they're almost like fighting against each other. Right. It's like, you're, you're anxious, but then it's also like, you're, you're like so depressed. You don't want to get out of bed. Like that just horrible, overwhelming feeling. And, you know, my, unfortunately, my dad has been through a lot of um, suicidal, suicidal um, attempts and depression and stuff like that. So I'm very familiar with this type of space. And I just have to commend you and say, you know, it's so good that you, as, as hard as it was to like, go to a counselor and, and find someone that, you know, you connect with, because I think that's a huge factor of, I've, I've talked about this with some of my previous guests um, and just really finding the right person that you connect with. Right. Because if you talk to a counselor and you're not getting anything out of it and it's kind of just like a dead end, like, you know, you're not getting advice or, you know, whatever you're seeking. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it can be really hard to like, you know, share your story. And if you're not getting anything back, it's like, well, why am I doing this? So I think finding someone you connect with is so, so important and I've definitely been on medicine. I think medicine can be a great tool as long as you obviously find the right one that, you know, connects with your body. Cause I know side effects, I don't know about you, but side effects can be so bad to the point. It's like, you'll be taking something and you're, you know, you have, you know, anxiety and it makes your anxiety worse. So I think connecting with the right, you know, medicine can be crucial. Like I used to be on um, I can't even remember the name of it, but an antidepressant. And it made me just like 
even more anxious and I was like I can't do this like I I I had to get off of it so definitely like finding the right one but yeah uh, I don't know if you've if you've had um ones that like you didn't really like or like some that work better for you have you ever yeah I have when I first went on them um the first one I went on, it like really hurt my stomach. Like I couldn't even eat yes. it was just so bad. Um, then another one I went on, I was having, I think I was nauseous like all the time. And then I did find one that I liked. Um, and then that was the one I got off. But when I got on this time, we had to kind of do things a little bit differently because we needed to find one that was safer if I was to get pregnant. Oh, so. True. Right. Yeah. So there's so many different, like, um, so much different feedback out there on should you, or shouldn't you. And ultimately my doctor and I discussed that it's more important to me to be on one than to not be on a depressed antidepressant and not be alive. So that was kind of where we decided like this one is going to be better. Um, yeah, so it was, it was kind of, it was kind of nerve wracking to kind of do that. Um, but so far this one has been very, very great for me. Oh, that's good. I'm so glad to hear that. And like I said, definitely like, I'm no, I'm not a doctor for my listeners with your doctor and find, you know, the, the right medicine for you, you know, if you want to go that route. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think, you know, talking to a therapist, I've had many therapists and definitely finding one that you, you know, feel comfortable with. And, and, um, you know, and I think, so I, sorry, my brain is just like all over the place with what you said, but when you were talking about, um, you know, when you went to the therapist for the first time, kind of unloading, cause obviously they'll, they know the right questions to ask. And when you were talking about like yeah. your childhood and stuff like that, it is kind of hard because I don't know about you, but I've been in those states where it's like, you kind of are thinking about the last few years. And then when you like start thinking about your childhood and like all these things that happened, it's kind of like, it feels like another world ago. Like it was like your yeah. younger, it's almost like it was a different person. I don't know how to explain it. It's like you're a different person when you were little, because it was just like, you didn't know better of a lot of the things that happened. Right. Cause you're, you're small. You don't really have like the, the, I don't even know what the right word I'm thinking of, but, um, just like not the the knowledge and like oh you don't yeah. know from wrong and oh parents probably shouldn't do that and and stuff like that so that is also something that sometimes yeah. in therapy you're talking about all these things and it's it might be like difficult to like think back at these things but in the in the grand scheme of things it's so important to discuss because then you can kind of get it all out unload it unpack it and kind of find ways to, you know, they'll probably give you some incredible advice. I mean, yeah, I love therapy. I'm a for therapy. And I know, like you were saying, like, it probably was super hard to like, go to someone because it can be intimidating. It's like, how Mm -hmm. I can't even tell like my family about this, how am I going to go to some random person, but that's, you know, obviously that's their job. And that's what they're here for to support, but it can be so overwhelming. So what would you say would be like your best advice, you know, when you were going into therapy and you were really nervous to talk to someone, what would like your advice be to someone that might be like going through that? Um, okay. Um, you're going to cry. 
it oh, can gosh. feel super icky and uncomfortable, but you have to think about what the end result is going to be. So this is going to be to create and heal so that you can be a better version of yourself. Um, my biggest thing that I got out of therapy was setting firm boundaries and eliminating all toxicity from my life. Um, even including my parents. So they're just not people that I talk to anymore. And that was the path that I needed to go down. Um, so yeah, also just really being open-minded about it. Like, um, I really never thought it would come to that with my parents, but, uh, just when I went there, I realized so many different things. It would lead me to, um, anxiety around them and just fear and all these kinds of different emotions that, I just needed to be open to what the therapist said and be like, you know what, I need to think about it. And that was the right path that I needed to do. So you're creating a better version of yourself, no matter how uncomfortable it's going to be and just be open-minded with it. That is such good advice. And I think the boundaries thing, like you were saying, might be really hard to set boundaries, especially with family. That can be a really hard (laughs) situation to be in, but it's like, if, if it's negative, it's, if it constantly, you know, negativity and toxicity, like, you know what family is family, but if they're not, you know, supportive of you and, you know, doing what's best for you, then you need to set that boundary and be like, you know what, this is not working. You're my family, but we are not going to be in communication. And I think that's fair because obviously, you know, you've been through some very, you know, hard situations in that, um, environment. And just, I think that's, I think that's so like brave of you too, to, to be able to say, you know what, this is not what I need in my life. And thank you. So good for you for. Yeah. Really yeah it, was, it was really, it was a roller coaster. Like it's been yeah. since last August, like I have cut them out before. Um, but I just noticed that I wasn't healing because they were still in my life. And since yes. they've been gone, like, it's like, it's like a weight has been lifted off of me um, that like, you just can't describe it. Like after all the trauma that they've put me through in my life, like it was just such a huge weight that I needed off of my shoulders so that I can learn to breathe again. Definitely. No, that's so fair. That really is. Um, What would you say? So like, obviously we talked about like, um, you know, the, counseling and therapy which again I I advocate for all the time I've definitely had multiple episodes about just finding the right therapist and and using your resources you know whether that being I know that they have online ones nowadays they obviously in person and sometimes I actually do sometimes um my counselor's like right in town, but I actually do it with her on the video, like just on <laughs> Zoom. And so you can definitely do that if you're not comfortable. Yeah. I know some of them actually just do phone calls nowadays mm-hmm. if you if you're uncomfortable with being on video. So um definitely use your resources and and find someone that is, you know, a great connection for you. And it's okay to also kind of weed out, you know, this person's not really working for me. I'm gonna try to find someone else. That's okay to do, you know. Um, actually I listened to this podcast and this woman actually kind of like did interviews with therapists because she was looking for something very specific with some trauma that she has been through. And so she literally had like an 
interview with like multiple different therapists and, you know, said, this is what I need. Um, you know, this is my situation. And she really just like interviewed them and kind of saw which one is going to be the best connection for her. And yeah. I totally fine to do is just really make sure you find someone that you're going to feel comfortable with, get what you need out of it and making that clear of, you know, I want to, I, cause some people might just want to lay it all out there and, and receive advice. Some people might mm-hmm. just want to listen. Right. I personally like to get advice. You know, I feel like that's the most useful tip, uh, the most useful, um, you know, advice that I need is I need, I need advice and I need to like, oh, you might be thinking this because you know, this, and, and some of the stuff you learn from therapy is it's mind blowing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you there. Yeah. It's very helpful. So, um, and what would you say is like the, the thing that help helps you cope with the most like do you ever do like meditation or like obviously working out I'm sure is a great tool for you but what would you say like helps you cope um (laughs) I would say my dogs is definitely number one um just when I need like like Zoe's so tiny I can just hold her and pick her up and just pat her like that is one of the biggest things for sure. Um, another thing that I've been doing lately that I've been told so many times to do is journaling. And I just always felt so uncomfortable with it, but, um, my counselor said that I should start to rate how I feel when I wake up. So I've been doing that. And then just writing down things that I'm grateful for and literally just taking whatever is in my mind and putting it on paper, whether it's it, it's my to-do list or I have to do this, I have to do that, or I feel anxious because, or like, I feel like it's impossible to brush my teeth today. Like just writing it down and getting it out of your head has been super helpful for me. Um, and then breathing, breathing techniques. So no matter where I am, I used to do it just when I would sit at my desk and I would just sit there and take five big, deep breaths and just exhale it, uh, whenever I felt anxious. So, um, no matter what it was, whenever I started to shake or something, I would just start to take those deep breaths just so I can kind of bring my mind back to a better state. Mm. Um, And then something my husband actually did started doing with me that has been so helpful without me even realizing it um, is grounding. So um, that's one of the things he did when we were on vacation, I was getting anxious and I was shaking. I couldn't breathe. He would say, what do you hear? What do you smell? What do you see? What do you feel? And like, just trying to think about, okay, what do I smell? I don't smell anything. Yeah, I do. I smell spaghetti or, or just something like that. It really takes your mind out of what you were thinking with that anxiety. Um, it's, it's done wonders and I do it all the time now. And it's, it's so helpful for me. That's awesome. I love that. And journaling, that's a really good one too. And I do like the idea of, you know, rating how you're feeling. Cause I really truly think that, once you kind of get every, like you were saying, get everything on paper and just kind of get it out of your brain for a little bit and just, and writing can be super therapeutic. I think I love, I like writing so that I, I totally 
can see how that just like feels really nice to do. And the grounding thing I've actually done too. And it's incredible. It really is. And I love meditation too. So I do like the breathing exercises. Like if I have trouble sleeping, sometimes I'll listen to, it's called like a soundscape. So it's just like really calming music, like the ocean and stuff like that. And that really, I'll do like my breathing exercises and that can really like just make you feel so like relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So those are really, really great advice. And I, and I honestly can't thank you enough for really sharing your story. And I'm so sorry about your sister. And I know she's definitely always with you for sure. Yeah. Yes. Um, but no, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. And um, I'm glad that you're like in a good headspace. and mm-hmm. I continue to, I'll be definitely thinking about you and just sending good vibes your way because you know what you're not alone and so many people you know go through anxiety and depression and it's just it's sad but it's so so common in this world and so just like don't ever think that you're alone and everyone out there listening like if you're going through some you know some mental health struggles just know that you have your resources use your resources talk to someone vent to someone call someone facetime like do anything you can Um, and just really, you know, journal, like Jazz said, I think that's such a, a, such a good tip, Uh, but definitely use your resources, reach out to me, I'm always here, I always like to, uh, you know, chat about this stuff, but just know you're not alone. Yeah, Um, yeah. Any last things about that? Um, Yeah, we just like, I know it's so incredibly hard to reach out to somebody. It just feels uncomfortable. There's such a big stigma around it, but you have survived this long and you have the strength to keep going on. So you just need to really tap into that strength. Even if it's just a text to say to your friend, Hey, I'm not doing okay. I'm not doing okay. Um, we have the strength. We just need to find it and figure out what do we really want? Do we really want to live or do we really want the pain to stop? What do we want? Most of the time we don't actually want to die. We just want the pain and everything we're going through just to stop. So I know it's so hard to reach out, but do it and you will see a better version at the end of the tunnel. I love that. That's such good advice. And there's always those hotlines too. If you don't, like you were saying, you don't feel comfortable reaching out to someone. There's always Mm -hmm. those hotlines. They don't, they don't know you like, you know, you should feel comfortable connecting with anyone, you know, anyone under the sun, just connect. And like you were saying, it can be really, really hard, but um, there's always someone out there that is going through something similar or, you know, just know that you are definitely not alone. And Mm -hmm there will be better days out there. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. All right, listeners. So we're going to switch some gears now and we're going to get into Jazz's fitness story because I'm so curious. And I know that you just, you know, said a little bit about, um, you know, kind of how you started, but um, I guess, how did you start like the training online and kind of that sort of work? Like, how'd you got, how'd you start it? Yeah. So, um, like I said before, um, I kind of got into fitness from a breakup (laughs) and then just fell into the passion from there. And then I went to college for it. I had gotten tons of different certifications, um, 
So I've been working in the fitness space for 12 years now and being where I live, I live pretty much in the middle of nowhere. Uh, so it's hard, it's hard to find a good fitness job. So usually I would have to drive 35 minutes one way or an hour the other way. Mm. So, and I was doing that. I've done both directions, fitness and non-fitness jobs. Um, but I just wanted to be able to do something different where I didn't always need to drive an hour to get to where I'm going for a job. So I, that's kind of when I realized um, the online space was was growing and you can make money online totally. So I decided to take it online actually in 2017 is when I first started doing it. Um, and then in 2019, I actually quit doing it for a bit. So um, not only did I get some more hours working at uh, my teaching job, that I love so much. It is such a huge passion of mine. Um, But I just felt with the online space, there was just so much pressure. I was in coaching programs before to grow my business. So I stayed connected with so many of them, but I just felt I was, I was comparing myself to the point where social media was so, so toxic for me. So I had to make that decision to step back from it And I did until last year um, with COVID and everything and losing a job, uh, I I had to figure something out. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to take another crack at this online thing. Um, At the same time, I offered in-home personal training too. So I would go to clients' homes in the area or they would come to me. So I actually renovated my basement and turned it to a gym so that they could come to me. So I do a mixture of online and in-person and I just promise myself that this time there's going to be no comparison. We're going to go at my own speed. We're going to do what I want to do. We're going to stop thinking so much about, Oh, I need to, I need to close this. I need to close this so I can make X amount of dollars. And we're just going to refocus on the passion and why I actually wanted to come into this space was because I love helping women. I love being in the fitness space. I love educating women. And I just really want to help them understand fitness and nutrition and that there's so much more to it that we all need to learn so much more so that we can be our healthiest selves. So I just, I just said, yeah, I'm just going to do it my way. I'm going to do it for my passion and the money will come and the clients will come because I'm doing it for the right reasons this time around. So, yeah. That's so, that's so inspiring too. And it must be so rewarding when you like help, you know, women be like, oh, I feel strong today. I feel good. Like I feel empowered. Like that must be such a good feeling, like knowing that you're helping others. Like I, I, I love helping people as well. And just like, sharing your knowledge, right? Because I'm sure some people probably come to you and they're like, how do I do this? And like you show them and then they're like, oh yeah, like now I can do it. Like I get the hang of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been so fun and it's just such a rewarding space to be in. Just like, like you said, like empowering women, women are, women are lifting so much more than they thought they should. They thought that you can only do like small weights and here they are like deadlifting so much weight and they feel so strong feel so empowered and feel just so good about themselves. It just just gives me all those like warm, fuzzy feelings inside. I love it. That's so awesome. And I love that you, 
you know, it's so like, like you were saying at the beginning, how you kind of started your fitness journey, it was kind of like a funny story. And now it's, it sounds like it's really become like your passion. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like through the years, like I've been through so many different fitness jobs, whether it's group fitness, personal training, um, managing a supplement store, um, to working in retail to office jobs. And no matter what I did, it always led me back to fitness. Like that's just where my heart is. Uh, cause there was a time last year where I actually seriously thought about going back to school and doing something different so that I could get the paycheck and just find something that was going to give me the money. Um, but I knew it had to be something that I loved, but there was just nothing that I felt so strongly about than working in the fitness space. So I just said, I'm going to do it and we're going to stick to it because this is where my heart belongs. That's awesome. I love that for you. And just, it's so encouraging too. I love, I just love the atmosphere at a gym too can be super intimidating. So I think, you know, opening up, you know, your home and then like their home, if they want to do that, I think is so amazing too. Cause I know some gyms, like I've been to a few gyms that have like a women's, like a women's room, which I know, I I don't know if you've heard a lot of that, but I feel like a lot of people are intimidated by the gym and oh, it's scary. And what if I do something wrong? And yeah, definitely a little scary to like start out. Like when I first went to the gym years ago, I was a little intimidated, but then it's like, you know what? I'm here for a reason and I'm working on my body and it's making me feel good. And I'm sorry, you never leave the gym and you don't feel good. Like you feel, I feel (laughs) endorphins are going like, my body just feels good. Like you never leave the gym and it's like, Oh, I hated that. Like you, you always like, okay, I worked out my body. I'm, you know, becoming healthier. I'm becoming stronger fit. I mean, there's obviously different goals for people, but Mm -hmm. just moving your body, even if it's like a little bit, I feel like is so important. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like even if you do two minutes, five minutes, like an hour, like so much of it helps. Like even when I'm feeling like in that bit of a slump, I'll just go for a walk, whether it's five minutes or 20 minutes. And it really does so much for your body without you really realizing it. Like it completely changes how you're thinking in the moment. Definitely. I love that. And it's a good stress reliever too. Like, and obviously there's so many different types of working out. So what would you say is like, what is your favorite like workout or like body part to work out? I guess you could say. (laughs) Okay. Um, so I really do love running. Um, I've been getting back into running, um, last year I did a few five Ks, eight Ks and 10 Ks. Um, so I really love the running because it gives me this, this, accomplishment that I feel like I couldn't really do, but I I can do like when I first started back into it, it's like, uh, there's no way I can run 5k. And now I'm like running 10k, no problem. It's, it's just the way it like changes your body and how you think about it. Um, but I still really, really do love strength training so much. Um, it's so much fun. I love building muscle and just becoming stronger. Um, Upper body is definitely my favorite to work. Uh, I am one of those people that absolutely hates a leg day. Me too. (laughs) I will avoid it at all costs if I can. And I know I need to do it more, but, um, and I I really have to push myself to, to do it, but um, upper body is where it's at for me. (laughs) Yes. I love that. 
and and running I'm sure is so good for the legs too yeah 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 it's it's so good like your your legs get so strong and then if you like do that on top of strength training like it's it's the perfect combination there wow I love that that's super cool what would you say is like I don't know if there's like one or two questions that your clients ask you the most like is there something that people are really curious about or always ask about Ooh, that's a super good one. Um, I would say probably one of the biggest things is with their nutrition, like how do you always go out to eat and not gain weight? Because we love date nights. We love takeout. We love going out to eat. Um, That's how we celebrate each other. Um, like so many people like holidays, like that's, that's what you do. You celebrate with food, you make your memories. Um, so that, that's probably one of the biggest things is how do you go out to eat or girls night dinners in whatever it be and not gain weight. And it's just learning about nutrition, um, Mm. would be the larger answer would be learning about nutrition. Um, but just learning how to portion control and eat things in moderation and stop eating when you're satisfied, not when you're stuffed. Like there's so many different techniques that you can, that you can do. Um, but yeah, that would probably be some of the bigger ones is, and especially just stopping when you're satisfied and not stuffed. It's, it's a game changer for a lot of women, um, that they don't realize that like just slowing down your eating allows you, it's better for your digestive system too. Um, but it just allows you to actually like get in tune with what you're eating and how you're feeling in that moment so that you can stop when you need to stop. Not when you're completely stopped to the point where you need to unzip your pants and go pass out on the couch. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause you don't gain weight just from eating a medium pizza on the weekend. You won't like if you do, it's water retention and it's blow. You didn't lose your results. Like they're still coming. It's just learning to find that balance that that women do really struggle with. So. Wow. That's good advice. And I like that when you're satisfied, not stuffed. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. That is a good tip. I'm going to try to do that because I, I love food so much. I will not lie. And sometimes I struggle with that. Like I, I'm the person that has to unbutton my pants. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, Janae, you need to chill. Like, yeah, yeah. I do wear really tight pants sometimes, but it's just the high-waisted pants. Sometimes they're really hard when you're- They can be, yeah. Right? I'm like, I need some, I need to get back in my leggings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's definitely (laughs) tough sometimes. Yeah. Um, So what would you say is like the best tip for like staying motivated, you know, to work out? Um, Don't rely on motivation motivation (laughs) it comes and goes it comes in waves all the time so really diving into the why why are you doing this why do you want to exercise why should you exercise for most people it's because I want to feel better I want to lose weight so I can feel better my body I want to build strength to prevent injury um I want to build strength or I want to feel good. So I have the energy to carry my kid around all day or play with my children. Um, I want to be a good role model. So motivation is never going to be there. So you just really have to tap into 
why is this important to me? Why do I need to get this done today? Oh, I love that. That is, that is, wow. That's good. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, And then what would you say, like, so do you usually just work out at your home gym or do you go to like an actual gym as well? Um, Yeah. Since I have my own home gym now, I, I never go to an actual gym. So um, with COVID, like it was just so impossible because they're always shut down. So I just said, you know what? We don't know how long this is going on for. So um, I renovated my gym and or my basement and turned it into a gym and we canceled our gym membership. And this is what we got. And we got everything that I need in here. We got lots of weights and everything. So it's, it's great. That's super cool. Yeah. And I think if you were to give advice on someone creating their own gym, do you sit, think like just buying things slowly or I guess like how do you recommend building a home at home gym? Uh, yeah, definitely go at it slowly. Uh, if you're going to buy everything all at once, it will definitely add up. Um, yeah. And don't underestimate resistance bands. Um, like you can buy so many different varieties of resistance bands, um, whether it's with handles, without handles, booty bands, and they can go a long way. So if that's where you're going to start, I would probably start there and don't underestimate body weight workouts either. You can have so many effective workouts with just using your body. Um, but yeah, just, just start slow with it because things like dumbbells, they're, they're not cheap. Treadmills are not cheap. Like none of it's cheap. And I've over the last year, uh, I've slowly built up to get the equipment that I want. It's yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of, I mean, obviously you can, you know, look online or go in stores for stuff, but I've even gotten, like, I've looked on, um, you know, Facebook marketplace, stuff like that. Like some people just get rid of stuff and they don't, you know, they don't want stuff. And it's like, Hey, I can go pick up some dumbbells from this person that's used them twice. And so definitely find such good equipment on there. Like some of it's pretty crappy, but it's like, you can still get benefit from it and some of it it's just like this is a steal and it's so good so yeah you just find and so many people now too that I'm noticing is because the gyms are open back up people are selling some of their equipment because they're going back to the gym so like now is like a good time to start looking for gym equipment definitely no I love that and I think even just like using I actually got this thing on the resistant bands when you were talking about them that like goes over your door. So it like has like, um, I don't even know how to, it's just a resistance. So you can do like arm workouts and just mm-hmm. like, like use the stuff in your house too. Like even, um, I know some people can use like chairs and couches, like different workouts. You really can utilize like the stuff already at your house, which is nice. And yeah, I, totally. I love the booty resistant bands. Those things are amazing. Yeah. 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 You just got to work with what you got. And like, yeah, like you said with house stuff, like when my gym wasn't in place, all I had was like a mat and some, um, resistance bands, but I was doing like inverted rows with my dining table and I was doing different movements with my chairs. And I was even like using our water cooler, like the, the big jugs of water and doing deadlifts like that, like just to find something. Right. It's better than nothing. Absolutely. I love that. That's such good advice. Um, all right. Are you ready for a game? 
Yes. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Okay, so the first one is pizza or pasta? Pizza. <laughs> um, ice cream or a smoothie? Ice cream. Ice cream. Do you prefer burgers or tacos? Burgers. Burgers. If you could only online shop for the rest of your life or in-person shop for the rest of your life, which one would you choose? Um, the introverted me says online. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fair. Um, all right. So if you could travel one year for free or be given 50K to spend on anything, which one? Travel. Travel. Love it. Would you rather direct a music video or a movie? Uh, a music video. Music video. Love it. Would you rather live by the ocean or live in a cabin in the woods? Ooh. Um, I probably wouldn't swim in the ocean, but I would still prefer the ocean. Love it. <laughs> Would you rather be able to uh, um, have the ability to control weather or the ability to talk to animals? Animals, 100%. <laughs> Love it, because you could, you could talk to the dogs. Yeah. I always think that. I'm like, I wish that, I, like, I talk to my dog all the time, and I'm like, uh, yeah. if only she could just talk back. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, would you rather have a personal chef or personal housekeeper? Oh my gosh. <laughs> that one is so hard. I love doing both so much. Um, probably housekeeper. <laughs> housekeeper. Nice. Okay, this one is interesting. If you, every single day, you had to wear ball gowns every day, or if every day you had to wear swimwear, which one would you choose? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, um, wow, that's so hard. Um, I would do swimwear. Dressing up is too much for me. <laughs> that's totally fair. I know that one's an interesting one because yeah. either one is pretty extreme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, would you rather have the ability to read minds or the ability to teleport? Probably read minds. Read minds. <laughs> Would you rather live a hundred years in the past or a hundred years in the future? I always told my husband I would love to live in the 1950s as a true housewife. So the past. <laughs> yes, that would be super oh. cool. I totally agree. <laughs> would you rather travel to Europe or Hawaii? Um, Europe. Europe, nice. And then last one is sunrise or sunset. Uh, wow. Um, probably sunrise. Sunrise. I like sunrise too. Yeah. Well, that was so much fun. I can't thank you enough for sharing your story and giving such amazing advice. No problem. Please let everyone know where they can connect with you. 
Yeah. So uh, I am on Instagram and TikTok. I'm still learning on TikTok, but you can find me on both at Jazz Gilroy, uh, J-A-S-G-I-L-R-O-Y. Um, and then my fitness page on Facebook is the Fit and Fearless Method. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Jazz. It was such a pleasure speaking with you today. Yeah, you too. Thanks so much for having me. It was such a pleasure speaking with Jazz today. I can't thank her enough for sharing her very powerful story with us today. I hope you guys enjoyed and learned something about her story and her amazing fitness journey. Definitely connect with her and you know where to find me on TikTok Instagram, Twitter. I was just going to say MySpace. I wish MySpace was still a thing. Facebook, My Naked Mindset. And also please request to join my Facebook group, My Naked Mindsetters. I would love to have you in there and just have some fun, have some laughs, get advice, do all the things. So please connect with me and I look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you. And if you have any topics that you want to hear me talk about, please let me know. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of My Naked Mindset. Bye!